0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 34 God, above all things and in all things, is the delight of the loving heart. The learner, my God, my all, you are here. What more can I wish for? What greater happiness can I desire? O oh, sweet and delightful word, but sweet only to those who love the word, not to those who love the world and all that is in the world. My God, my all, to one who understands that is enough said, to one who loves. It is something to be said over and over again, each time with joy. When you are present, there is joy in everything. When you are not, all things are distasteful. You set the heart at rest. You bring great peace and joy and mirth. You make us think well of all and praise you in all. There is nothing that can please us long without you. But if it is to be enjoyable, to our taste, your grace must be within it. It needs to be flavored with the spice of your wisdom. When a man finds delight in you, what is there he will not find delight in? When a man takes no delight in you, what will be able to give him pleasure? But those who are wise in a worldly way, those who have the wisdom of the sensualist. Are lacking in your wisdom. The former have nothing but utter emptiness. The latter find death. But those who are scorning worldly ways and chastening their bodily desires follow your own path. They are really wise men. They have passed from empty folly to truth, from the flesh to the spirit. For such as these, God is their keenest delight, if they do find any good in creatures. They make it an additional reason for praising their maker. But oh, how different, how immeasurably different is the delight to be found in the creator, and that in things created. How little does eternity resemble time, or uncreated light the borrowed brightness of creation. O light unending, O light surpassing all that shines in your creation, send down from on high the lightning stroke of your dazzling brilliance to pierce and free from darkness the most secret depths of my heart. Seize my spirit and all its powers. Give it your purity, your gladness, your brightness, your life that it may cling to you in an ecstasy of joy. Ah, when will it come, that blissful and longed-for hour, when the joy of your presence shall brim to overflowing the depths of my desire, and you be my all in all, until you grant me that, my joy cannot be full. Still does the man I was, I grieve to say it, stir to life within me he is not completely nailed to the cross not finally and utterly dead still do his lusts make violent war against the spirit making my heart the battleground of civil war so that the kingdom of my soul may not be at peace arise and help me my god You who govern the might of the sea and calm the turbulent waves. Scatter the nations that delight in war. Let that power of yours crush them. Show them, I beg you, what mighty things you can do. And let them see the glorious power that lies in your hand. But for you, O Lord my God, I have no hope no place where I may find shelter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, Mirror of the divine life, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do we or do we not recognize in ourselves that there is a civil war going on? Not a civil war outside of us, though that may be true, not a civil war in our families, might be true. Not a civil war in a country or a political party or a school, all that might be true, or a team might be true. But do we recognize there's a civil war going on in our own hearts? And I don't mean between your heart and my heart, or your heart and your husband's heart. I mean within my heart, individually, within my heart. There is a civil war going on, and in your heart, there is a battle going on. The lusts make violent war against the spirit. And lust there doesn't just mean desires for marital intimacy, desires against the sixth commandment, ninth commandment. Lust there is a more general term for desires that are out of order, desires that are disordered, desires that are excessive. There's a civil war happening in my heart. And that's why I'm not perfectly at peace. And that's why you're not perfectly at peace. And how long will this battle go on for? Well, St. Francis de Sales says until 15 minutes after we die. In other words, the battle will wage for as long as we're alive. And that's why last night's reading was so important. Because he says, look... The heart is inconstant, you're peaceful, then you're restless, you're cheerful, then you're depressed. There is a cycle. okay? So the, the, the heart itself is inconstant. And then there is the concupiscence, the tendency to sin. What a great way to put it. Still the man I was, stir to life stirs to life within me. He's not completely nailed to the cross, not finally and utterly dead. In other words, things are going so well for a while, amazing, we're praying, and suddenly we slip back into something. Or suddenly we we do the same thing we've been telling ourselves not to do. We thought it was over and done. And then suddenly we're back into the same sin, same weakness. It's exactly what the chapter is talking about. The old man, the man I was, is not completely dead. So it's true a conversion has happened. It's true that those sins are not primarily what's important anymore. But then they come back. Why? Because it's not completely dead. Because we still it, carry the effects of original sin. So that's part of the picture. But what's the other part of the picture in this chapter? Oh, sweet and delightful word. What is the sweet and delightful word? That Jesus, my God, my all, you are my happiness. And there's no greater happiness I can desire, that I can wish for, than him. We have to love this word, capital W. He is our God, he is my God, he is your God, he is my all, he is your all. And the love that we have for him, where does it come from? Well, the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit has been given to us. Romans 5.5. 5. In our trials, in our difficulties, the love of God the Son. His love for us and our love for him is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He enables us to love what's difficult for us to love. And so we cannot measure our capacity by our weakness. Because there's a civil war going on, we cannot let the feeling of the old man discourage us. Because our ability to love the word, our ability to become holy is infused. It's poured into our hearts. So if we just look at our ability, our powers, our strength, then we will be discouraged. But we're not left to our strength alone. This love is poured into our hearts. It's a gift. It's infused. So that we can do what we can't normally do. You'd be like a a monkey thinking, that he can never fly. Well, he can't fly. But if he were somehow given wings, if he were somehow elevated, then he could be able to do somehow what he can't normally do. And we have been given wings, wings to fly up to God, the wings of faith, the wings of love, And because that love is in our heart, we're restless. Why? Because that love that's in us for Jesus will only be satisfied in heaven. There is a longing that is built into that love, a dynamism, a movement, an impulse. That if we've been touched with it, then we will be restless. And the restlessness is not just because of original sin. It's not just because of concupiscence. It's a restlessness within our love. Because we don't yet possess the one we love. And we don't yet possess through that one we love, the word, the son, Jesus Christ, his father. But in heaven, we will. We will possess and be possessed. We will love and be loved. And no tear will ever come out of our eyes again. Every tear will be wiped away, in fact. But we're not there yet. But How are we going to get there? By battling. By not giving up. And you say, it's difficult, Father. It is difficult. But we have someone greater than King David... We have someone greater than any military victor of the history of the world. Better than Alexander the Great and Robert E. Lee and every general, great general combined. Because we have in Christ someone who can't be defeated. As long as we don't give up, as long as we keep our eyes on him, we're going to win. We're going to become holy. We're going to get to heaven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.